you know the vibes. Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. I am Omutsi alongside me today, the one and only, Mr. Christopher Thomas. CT, how you doing, my brother? Hello, hello. What's going on? Man, listen, the Denver Nuggets, one win away from the NBA Finals. I know that they're the one seed, but who would have thought? You know? (laughs) Maybe the most disrespected one seed we've ever had in the NBA, right? Oh, indeed. Indeed, but that's what makes us so uh, sexy. (laughs) Well, you know, everyone talks about playoff Jimmy and Jimmy Butler, and rightfully so. But I feel like we got to talk about playoff Jamal Murray because, (laughs) you know, throughout the regular season, when it comes to the conversation of the top point guards, he often gets overlooked. You know, we talk about the Stephs and the Dames and people talk about Trey Young. No one really puts Jamal Murray into the mix. But tonight, once again, he delivered 37 points Mm. to go along with, you know, six assists and seven boards. Absolutely huge in this win. I know you spent a lot of time around Jamal. Talk about his game and how he can elevate that in the playoffs because what he's doing is sensational. Uh, it is sensational, but then in this playoffs, especially for shooters, think of the run Devin Booker had and, and just mm-hmm. flamethrowing every night. Uh, so Jamal is kind of following suit to that. Uh, he's probably, quick thought, he's probably the best shooter left in the playoffs at this point. So uh, with that type of ability, skill, and and his mindset is he can he could lead a team, carry his team, and he's showing it. Man, I think my favorite stat from this game, you know, as great as, as Jamal is and as great as the Joker is, um, the, the Joker streak of triple-doubles has ended, which is kind of crazy uh, that we just come to expect a triple-double. <laughs> right. my, my favorite Slacker. stat from this game... <laughs> yeah, he only had 24, 8, and yeah. 6. Um, Come on, my favorite, my favorite stat from this game, though, is Michael Porter Jr. had a career high in assists. <laughs> Guess how many he had for his career high? Four. <laughs> yeah, because when you say career high, you're expecting like 12. He had six assists in the game. But, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that boy has never seen That's a shot big. that he didn't like. Like I said, a historic season. For the, for the Nuggets, that proves it right there. Michael Porter's <laughs> passing. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. I really never never thought I'd see the day. You know, the, the other factor I like is KCP getting revenge on his old team. He had another double digit performance, seventeen oh, points, yeah. um, and then Bruce Brown, fifteen points off the bench. I feel like those two guys right there are like the ideal role players for the mm. NBA in its current form. They could contribute on any team that they're in. I know that they had Will Barton before and they traded him for KCP. How much of an upgrade do you think that is? Because Will Barton was more of a, you know, create for himself off the dribble, go out and get himself a bucket, whereas KCP is more of a system player. Oh, goodness. An upgrade. And and Will is a bad boy. I'll I'll give him Mm -hmm. that. He's a bucket. Mm -hmm. He does D up, can D up. Uh, But KCP offers a, a better looking for instant offense like instant and Austin's side so between him and Bruce Brown is another one he brings so much energy to the game uh, until each possession that he's a force in himself 
you know, what was your key takeaway from watching this game, though, on on kind of your side of things? Tonight's game. Yes, sir. Uh, LeBron noticeably ended the quarters strong, like real aggressive, real assertive. Um, that was noticeable to me. I think Anthony Davis with the up-down version of him, uh, he's not reliable. Uh, LeBron's going to have to look elsewhere. So Lakers are in trouble. I, I just, it, you know, like I said, versus the Suns, the Denver's got more guys shooting than the bigger guns of, of the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers haven't lost three straight games since February. And I think they were on a <laughs> nine-game streak of winning games at home, which uh, came to an end tonight. Obviously, for, for the Lakers, Anthony Davis's stat line, 28 points and 18 rebounds, absolutely, you know, huge stat line there, but it's more than just what goes into the stat line, especially on a night where, you know, Nikola Jokic picked up his fourth foul, and, mm. you know, when he goes to the bench, you're kind of looking at it like, well, the Lakers can make a real run here and try to run away with this while the big fella is sitting, but their contributions from their other guys, LeBron, 23, 12, and 7, Austin Reeves, 23, 7, and 5, and then Ruhach Murris, 13 points off the bench. But there when D'Angelo... You know, D'Angelo Russell and, and Jared Vanderbilt, your other stars, are combining for five points between them. And then Schroeder's giving you five points off the bench and Troy Brown Jr. is giving you two points. That's just not going to do it, you know, in it's, terms of... I, I got the answer. Rudy Habachimura needs more minutes. <laughs> he needs more shots. The dude's a bucket and they play him like he's a rookie trying to figure it out or something. He's... Well, he's Look at his shooting percentage in these playoffs. The dude's been a bocce mode, like yikes. Mm -hmm. And and what they need is offense, obviously, and what they're not getting from Russell, from Schroeder, like any of the guys that are starting minutes, not getting that offense. You know, just for context, he's shooting 60% from the field in the playoffs with 55% from behind the arc. So I'm surprised, you know, <laughs> after the first game one or at least game two that they didn't make the move to put him in a starting lineup because D'Angelo Russell, he's having a horrible time out there and he's yeah. looking pretty unplayable for the Lakers. But Darvin Ham continues to stick with him. Do you think for game four, we're going to see that kind of change going on? I don't know about a starting change, but Bachimora needs more minutes. Uh, you, he had you 34 gotta, tonight, so are you trying to run him 40-plus? Yeah, yeah, because it's win or go home, or stay <laughs> home for most of you. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they're in desperation mode. I don't think a, a starting change-up, lineup change-up, is going to make that big a difference. They just need to figure out how to hunker down. But the bad part is LeBron showing, well, too. Father Time is on that back. You can mm -hmm. see it. I mean, LeBron, like I said, ended the watch his ending of the, the first and second quarter and third quarter as well. There's a lot of energy experience and, and a lot of force, and he's dominating aggressive, but comes at a cost. How much do you think having those first two games up in the altitude of Denver has really affected him? Um, he's the old LeBron, invincible. Megatron looking run. I don't think it affected him. I, it's got effect. Uh, you know, you see 
he's still fast forward explosive, but he's not explosive vertically uh, at times. Uh, especially you can see on his inability to finish uh, in the last two games of note. So uh, there's some effect there. It's crazy because, you know, I was watching the last round against Golden State and I was thinking like, this doesn't, LeBron doesn't look like himself. He must just be saving the gas in his tank for the finals or for the conference finals. But Mm. it doesn't look like that's the case unless he's trying to pull off the impossible, you know, come back from three, (laughs) nothing down. I don't know. Like, no I know LeBron's done, done a lot, but <laughs> at some point, someone will do it, though. That, like, this is the thing. At some point, hey, someone will do it. Say like, that. Say that. Say, yeah. And anything is a happen. question of when. But yeah. do you see what, if you had to put a percentage chance on it for the Lakers, what are you putting on there? 0. 0.00001. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, this is called circling the drain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to get swept out of here. Surely they can at least get one at home before Denver closes out, don't you think? You would hope. You would hope for the sake of just pride, you know, for this mm-hmm. season. Like, I mean, you, you got to feel bad for KD going out, you know, with blowouts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The Suns for going out with blowout. So it's like you think LeBron has has one, you know, he's good enough to have one in him, right? Yeah, surely. Surely, surely. But on the other side of things, you know, I got while you're here, I've got to talk to you about the Miami Heat, who have the chance now to go up three nothing against the Boston Celtics. Talk to you about that mm. series, because we not really spoke about it. The series has been making me depressed. But you talk to me about your opinion on it, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics going out three nothing, man. I've I don't even know from calling you. I know. <laughs> I, I, I purposely didn't call you because I was like, nah, leave my man. Well, I appreciate it. Where, where I was at, I was the only one. You know, if they call me rooting for Miami, I was like, no, I'm rooting for Jimmy Buckets and the rest of the group. So all, all night they were throwing these jabs, and I was hearing it. And then uh, Jimmy Bucket shows up like he does. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. everybody, show them. I've been having this conversation with a lot of people earlier today. They were talking about Grant Williams and talking trash to Jimmy Butler. And they were saying, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's his fault the Celtics lost. He poked the bear. That's the new phrase everyone loves to use, right? <laughs> I said, my brother, if, if you're in the woods with a bear, that's going to eat you whether you poke it or not. You know, like, I want to get your perspective because you've, you know, you've worked with some of the best athletes in the NBA. Yeah. In my head, it's like, Jimmy Butler is going to take over the game in the fourth quarter with or without you saying anything to him. And if you got to talk your trash to get yourself going, go ahead. But what's your take on that? Uh, that's the wrong person. You know, one of few in the league right now, Jimmy Butler is one of the few that you you absolutely don't want to poke or provoke or talk crash to because he's proven. I mean, he's dead set proven that he is him and he likes to downplay it, but what he's doing is phenomenal. And that was the dumbest move uh, ever, sending Grant Williams in there to, you know, provoke him. That's <laughs> like, okay, 
three possessions straight. Uh, how you feel about that, coach? <laughs> but that, you, you're assuming that he wouldn't have done that had Grant Williams not said anything to him. Whereas in my head, it's like Jimmy Butler was going to do that anyway. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I, I agree with you, except for you just made sure of it <laughs> when you just had to say something. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it would have been a yeah. quiet three, three next possessions or it looked like that. I I hear it. Do you think that the that the Miami Heat are just going to run away with this the same way the Nuggets are running away with their series? I don't think the NBA wants that. <laughs> but yes, I think basketball purists want the Heat and the Nuggets going at it. Um, well, when we talk about the best players in the playoffs, the Joker, Jimmy Butler, mm. they're the mm. two of the top three. Like. After that, we got what Devin Booker. He had a great playoff run. Mm-hmm. We had Tatum was great until this series began. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would make sense that the two best players in the playoffs meet each other in the NBA Finals. But stylistically, having the one seed in the West who is dominant all year, the eight seed in the East, who with three <laughs> minutes twenty four remaining in a play in against Chicago, were down with Jimmy Butler missing a right. layup. That would be crazy mm. to me. About that. That would be crazy. It, so what it would if this wasn't today's NBA and if you didn't watch Miami all season putter and struggle and just do enough to keep people off their, their scent, so to speak. But yeah, they're not an eight seed. They're they're proving that like they, they have all the pieces of a championship team and the coaching, and the culture, and they have him. So this has been a beautiful watch. And they're missing Tyler Harrow and Victor Oladipo, which is two huge losses for them in terms of their depth. But what do you think the the Celtics need to do going into that game three? Right. You know, it's it's the – the worst thing about the Celtics watching them, they're so talented. They're built for a world championship. Uh, but Tatum, it's, he's – check his numbers. He's as inconsistent as what they would say AD is with the Lakers. And then mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, for as good as he is, disappears with the best of them too. And where is Marcus Smart's defense? And, yeah, they're, they're just uh, – <laughs> they just let go of the rope with the best of them. And, man, they, they've had, what, eight losses at home in these playoffs? This goes back to last year as well. Like, even last yeah. year, they were horrible at home. And then somehow they could win on the road, which doesn't make right. any sense. Like, None. have you ever seen this before in a team that no. just refused to win at home? No. It's like, that's disrespectful to your fans, ain't it? At certain points, mm-hmm. like, Hey, fellas, like, <laughs> heck, win for home once. But, yeah, and, and if you yeah. if you if you refuse to win at home like that, you should have just lost a few extra games in the regular season because you don't need the home <laughs> right. court money. Like, take the fifth right. seat if you really like being on the road that much. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, hold on. Why did you fight so hard for the home and then you lose at home? You want the buzz. For me, the Celtics... The reason why I never bought into them as contenders all year long is their whole philosophy is just getting up threes. 
They want to get up more threes yeah. than the other team, and they have to shoot 40% or more in order to win the game, right? And mm. in the regular season, they got off to that crazy start. They got a crazy record. They built up their regular season record because, first of all, in the regular season, teams don't really guard like that. And right. they were doing a great job of, you know, getting two feet in the paint and spraying the ball out to shooters. Then once teams figured that out in not collapsing their defense and staying attached to shooters, you sort of saw it's go through that rough patch in the regular season. But they stayed with the same philosophy. And even throughout these playoffs, after every time they lose, it feels like Joe Mazzula is saying, we just need to get up more threes. We just need to hit our threes. And now you're coming up against Eric Spolster, who knows this full well. And for me, I've always said, as the season's gone on, I'm like, this isn't a formula to win a championship. You might win a round. You might win two rounds. Right. You're not going to win an NBA championship if your philosophy is predicated upon getting threes up and hitting 40% of them. Because that's just not going to be sustainable. Well, unfortunately, Golden State proves you can jack a bunch of threes and still win. But it's just... Man, they've got Steph Curry. Yeah, well, that's just it. It's like, yeah, that personnel, they even got Clay Thompson. You know, that mm-hmm. personnel is a lot different. You know, the Splash Brothers are a lot different look than Jalen and, and Jason, you know, as far mm-hmm. as shot making. Um, so it's not, you know, it's bad math for Joe Mazzola to be sticking to this and sticking to his guns and getting ready to die on that hill uh, for not making – much of any adjustments in this series at this point, tough. You know, last season, their success was predicated upon their defense, but we've not really seen that this year. What do you think is the main reason for that? Where's Marcus Smart? Where's all that? That D that changes the possessions. It changes the look of a quarter. Like he's non-existent with his killer defense. Um, So, you know, that's the start of it. And I, I just think Jalen and, and Jason get disinterested when they both are not hitting shots or if I dare even say if one of them is hitting and taking off shots and the other isn't, that defensive side, uh, their willingness goes way out. Mm. You know, what I've been saying all year is for Marcus, his body looks like he's just being worn down from – being the player he is and going hard on every possession, it looks like it's started to take its toll, especially with a shortened off season because they made a deep run into the finals last year. And the same with Al Horford. Yeah. And Robert Williams, since his surgery, has just not looked the same. So defensively, they've not really been the same. But for me, it just goes back to the principles of, this is the playoffs. Look at what Jimmy Butler does and look at where he does it from on the court, right? He's going to go into that mid-range and he's going to get himself a bucket. Jason Tatum... We've seen throughout his career has the ability to do that, but now it's mm. either at the rim or the three-point line. It's like you you look at the shot chart for the Celtics team and it looks like a 2018 Houston Rocket squad. It's either <laughs> a three or a, or a layup or dunk. Like, why have they gone so far away from the mid-range? Uh, they're, they're reading the, the analytics uh, that say that, you know, it, it's just the dumbest thing. And... and not the dumbest thing. It's just the most annoying thing when you're watching them because those two players in particular, Jalen and Jason, they're so good. They, mm-hmm. But they just look so bad collectively when they just want to jack the three and, and and not run any offense. That's where I think, you know, one adjustment would, would be Brogdon needs to start. They need They need someone – 
to have that thing flowing where the shots are easy. Um, mm, rather but, than Derek White. Because I, I don't think the yeah, two well, big lineup is what they should stick with in a series because putting two bigs out there allows for Kevin Love. If you if you take away one of the bigs, yeah. Kevin Love's got to guard someone on the perimeter and he ain't going to be able to do that. Whereas playing Al Hall for yeah. Admiral Williams, he can hide out there. Yeah. They, they got to do something. Uh, they're in trouble. Like They're in trouble where, you know, they, they just need perimeter D. Uh, so maybe the two bigs make sense so they don't want to drive. Uh, but they, Missoula has to do something because it's going to get ugly. Uh, I, you know, I think the worst thing about tonight is Jimmy Buckets is sitting there watching Denver handle business in a professional manner. Whereas they had nothing to lose, losing this game in particular. But mm-hmm. uh, so I think a Jimmy Butler's mindset is, yeah, that that's exactly what, what I want for my team. Man, listen, do you, who's your prediction for this next Celtics and uh, Heat game, game three? Uh, Heat, Heat, like I like the the way Jimmy. It's not just him playing at such a high level. He's, you can see him literally pulling up his teammates' level. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Mine, and these guys who you would never expect to be making contributions in a deep playoff run, but they're playing Jeez. way out of their high, usual high level. High level. Martin, uh, that's Bruce, Bruce Brown's version for Denver is Martin yeah. for the Heat. He does everything. Mm-hmm. And man, without a play call, like, geez, it's incredible. Man, and we talk about, like, you know, throughout the playoffs, we were like, okay, cool, the Celtics got the deepest bench in the league. You've got the sixth man of the year. You've got, like, right now you've got an all-defensive guard coming off the bench. But Miami's team somehow, it looks like it's got, like, they got Duncan Robinson making real contributions in the playoffs. Here, here he comes again. Right? Like, like <laughs> he's not played for two years, and yet here he is. Here he comes. And, and that's what I'm saying is, like, it's so different. They say, you know, the heat culture, and that's really a thing. Like, they they really do buy all in. And if you're not bought in, they'll give yourself a chance to self-correct, and then you're out, you know, because they want the guys that understand we don't necessarily need a superstar. We just need a leader and some followers. And, uh, man, they're, they're impressive, bro, but just as think- impressive as Denver, Right now, too. Yeah, for me, it's like a lot of people expect me to hate the Miami Heat because obviously they're playing against my favorite team or whatever. But the Miami Heat, I respect them so much because they just stick to their principles and the core fundamentals of basketball. They play hard on defense every possession. <laughs> they're trying to run the ball on the outlet. They work the ball to find the best shot possible when they can. You just got to respect it. Like, it's just the way they, they play the game, yeah. the way the game right. should be played. And it's the same with the Denver Nuggets. Like, they got the superstar in Jokic, but they're still moving the ball. They're cutting off ball, which we barely see in the NBA when you watch the Celtics. It's one guy dribbling, <laughs> trying to find a shot. Whereas yeah. the, the Nuggets, Mike Malone's got them running beautiful offense. They're drawing up. They've got different plays that they go to in their bags, get different guys open. And then defensively, they're covering for each other's mistakes if mistakes are being made. So, you know, credit to them. You got the Nuggets closing out the series in four? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and here's Sweet. the funny part to your point. 
is uh for my guy Sinan Gule from Istanbul. Uh mm-hmm. shout out to to Sinan. That's my guy. He's here in Indianapolis uh with this VCOM conference, but we finally got to get out tonight, uh sit down and break bread. And uh he made an interesting comment uh during the game, I think it was second second quarter. He was saying, you know, NBA is so funny, uh, because in Euroleague at this point of the season, meaning the playoffs, the ball moves more. There's more strategy to get to a shot versus the NBA is the, you know, whoever's got the ball, that's the one shooting. Uh, it's kind of profound to take that back, think about that thought uh, as we we're talking over dinner tonight. But, but, and then to answer your question, yeah, I, I would hope LA would help me out because I do want to go out to Denver. Uh, for game five and, and take in that energy and take my notes on, uh, you know, just, just watching it all happen for Denver. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Monday night's going to look good for LA. I mean, game five of this series or game one of the finals, my brother, like that's all you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so lined up B- BJ went to LA, BJ went to LA today for his last chance to see the Lakers this season, I think. <laughs> Yeah, good choice, good choice. So, uh, so yeah, that's that. CT, man, appreciate you jumping on as always. Appreciate man. you, my brother. Appreciate thank you. you. Thank you for having me, always. It's all love. It's all love. You guys can find CT, um, World Domination Basketball. Search that up online. And, yeah, we'll be back with more. This is the Hoop Genius Podcast. Stay ready because the games keep on rolling. The games keep on rolling. And I know it's never been done. But at some point in NBA history, you know, he said a team's never come back from 3-1 before, and then that happened. A team's never come back from 3 nothing before. Point zero. Never. Zero. No. Zero. 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 One. <laughs> <laughs> happened, not gonna. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. It might even happen I for the Celtics if they lose tomorrow. Hey! <laughs> I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show. We'll be back tomorrow with more. In the meantime, get buckets.